Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Assistant City Manager, Paula Dennison. Welcome, Paula. Hello, Sherry. All right, so what is our topic today, and who are we speaking to? We have a very special guest today. We have Vice Mayor Pat Darlington with us as our guest today. Awesome. Um, So, uh, what do we know about Vice Mayor Darlington? Do we have some basic facts? We do have some basic facts about Pat Darlington. She was elected to actually seat three for her first term in April of 2014. She was re-elected in January of 2017, but it went from seat three to seat four because as we just learned while ago in speaking, that's when the city charter changed and the terms, the years of an election period for the councilors changed from the three years to the four years. So she went from seat three to seat four in 2017. Her term expires this coming April, so of 2021. So she's been with this a long time. She has. She's yeah. got She's got a lot of history with Stillwater and, and not just on the council. It. Yeah, we're uh-huh. going to find we out are. some more. Yep. And she's been vice mayor since April of 2015. Awesome. She's a licensed psychologist and manages her own practice. Retired. She is retired now, and she is saying that with a smile that our listening audience <laughs> cannot <laughs> see. How does the glow going? <laughs> yeah. First, what was the country you last visited outside of the United States? That is um, easy because it's in my. It's close in my memory. Um, Twenty eighteen, I went with some of my siblings. I'm I'm the oldest of six children. Family is really important to me, so I have original family my own family, we went to Ireland. Um, oh, wow. And the year before, we went to France. But the Ireland trip, we had a few more of us, uh, wives and, and uh, siblings. And we had enough of us that we just took a little bus, rented a bus, and had a driver. And uh, he took us everywhere. We went all over. And I had already been to the southern part of Republic of Ireland, but I had never been to Northern Ireland. So that was really exciting. Are you of Irish descendant? Yes. My um, maiden name is O'Brien. Oh, well, sure. And my, my mother's maiden name is McCarthy. So so I know a lot of, uh, I kind of watch uh, those roots, uh, you know, your background thing. And it's really hard for Irish to do sometimes do their background. Are you one of those, or do you know where all your family came from? Well, we, we know that my mother's family was from County Clare. Mm-hmm. And... O'Brien and McCarthy. I mean, you couldn't pick like more popular names. Right. So, I mean, we every town we went to were like, "Oh yeah, that's our that's our pub." Yes, and yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sound like you yes. had a great time. Oh, we did. So, were you able to see any of the family historical sites or buildings or houses or towns or churches? Churches. This is where they were baptized. And well, still, you've got you've oh, got yeah. that memory now, and yeah. yeah. And if we saw a really nice business that was like O'Brien's, we, we said, yeah, that's probably ours, too. Yeah. You just accept them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, second one. What's the most out-of-character thing you have ever done? Well, I was thinking about this because um, you probably won't think this is out-of-character, but when I was 
young, when I was really young, I was super shy, super shy, very quiet. My, I, my dad had to drive me to work back and forth one year, and I mean, he was like, you've got to speak up. I mean, it was just a daily conversation. So I was, have never been as outspoken as I am now. So I was um, living at, after I graduated from college, I went to Tulsa and living at the Lewiston Apartments at 51st and Lewis. Mm -hmm. Was walking by the pool one summer day, the first month I moved in probably, and I saw this guy swimming, and I thought, good-looking guy. Uh. <laughs> Never saw him again. The next year, in the spring, I was running late for work, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Tulsa, but I was going down Lewis, mm -hmm. taking a left on 61st, and I clipped a car, <laughs> and we both pulled over to the side, jumped out of our cars. We were both late, as it turned out, and he said, ah, you live in 1080. And I said, ah, you're the swimmer. That was meant to be. <laughs> and any damage to your car? No, not really. None, none to mine. See ya. Um, I went to work. And you didn't I, get his number? No. I oh went my to work. God. I was I was too rattled. I was too late for work. But I... I said, I just literally ran into the person I'm going to marry. Didn't know his name, didn't know where he lived, anything. And the next week I was at the pool, and he came walking up with a woman. My heart <laughs> sank. Uh -huh. I'm like, I never thought that he'd be already married or in a relationship. And uh, so they parted and didn't say anything to each other. So I'm like, this is my chance. And I never, I mean, this was so out of character went up to him, apologized, apologized, asked him out. Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we went to play tennis, and um, I let him win. <laughs> <laughs> and then about a month later, I said, what would you think about getting married? And uh, he practically dropped over. Anyway, I married him. That is the sweetest story ever. It really is. And it, and it was out of character. Now, now, today, if I saw somebody appealing, I'd probably just... just nobody walking. would be surprised. No. <laughs> so does that come with uh, age and experience? Or oh, yeah. That is awesome. I love that story. That, that's a great story. It really is. Uh -huh. I hope you've written it down so that your 12 grandchildren can remember it and recall it. Actually, my kids gave me a story worth for Mother's mm -hmm. Day last year. Yeah. And it, it's in there. Yeah, that is a great story. That's great. That is that is that is a great story. And y'all were married how many years? Almost eighteen. Well, that was a great story about you and your husband. I I really enjoyed that. It is a good story, and it's. I mean, I do. Uh, you know, I I just um, I believe in miracles. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's synchronous things that are they happen all the time if you pay attention. And uh, yeah, you can't explain that one. No. I mean, really can't, and uh, it just—it was good. We talk about it, <laughs> but uh, um, I got it. I was offered a job at teaching at uh, Rose State, so I moved to Oklahoma City, and he—he uh, he was working with the Indian Health Service in Claremore. And this was—I mean, this is another synchronous thing. Then when we decided to get married, he a year later. Um, he was going to be continuing to work in uh, Claremore, 
and I was still teaching and we needed a place in between right. and it was we drew a circle and it was either Stillwater or Bristow. Ah. So one weekend we drove up to Stillwater and we never did go to Bristow. But, um, <laughs> so it was just how you made the decision to move yep. to Stillwater? Yep. And we were just going to stay here for uh, uh, another year while I finished my contract. And that was in 1976. And here I am. And here you are. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. And you decided to run for city council. Yeah. What was that like? What what propelled you and uh, what did you think later whenever you got on council, like like the whole process? Well, I um, in 2014 when I ran for city council, I already had the experience of having been elected to school board right. in mm -hmm. 1998, I think. And I don't know why I did that, um, mm. except that I, I've always felt that I have, I, I just have a really lucky life, and I have just a lot of, you know, great education, great family, great, great, so it's a lot to give back. Right. And so I wanted to do something, I thought, and, and you know, the interesting thing is the kids all asked me after I ran for school board if I would have done that if Rick had still been alive. Mm. And no, I wouldn't have. He would have. Uh, so it was really quite, um, oh, empowering mm -hmm. to do that. And um, again, I, I loved being on school board. It's way harder than city council. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you do one single thing and to somebody's kids, yeah. and they were, they're right on you. Um, but I left that to do an internship when I was doing, I did that when I was getting my PhD. And um, so I always thought I want to do this again. Mm -hmm. I loved um, that type of service. And the probably the thing that prompted it was when um, we, we did the incentive for Olive Garden. Right. I mean, it just caught my attention and I was like, I, I, for the first time ever, I looked up who the city councilors were, wrote to city councilors, and um, thought, I, I think I need to be involved in that. And so when uh, Chuck Hopkins' seat was open uh, because he was termed out, I, um, I thought, this is my chance. And mm, what was it like? What was my thought after I won? I loved campaigning. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I mean, from a shy, can't get three words out in a crowd to get to just talk. To strangers. To anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, listen to them. Yeah. yeah. Your profession, your listener anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love the campaigning. It's tiring, but it's fun. And um, But actually being on council, you know, it's not the... I mean, there's some piece of knowledge piece that is that I'm still learning seven years later. I mean, you just never can quite know. There's so many topics. Oh, there's yeah. just so many different pieces and different ways to think about things. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the amazing thing about learning more about the city is, I mean, who knows how many things that the city of Stillwater is in charge of here is, I mean, unless you've been on city council. Probably not, or been a staff. Um, but it was—it's more learning the culture and how 
how things go, and even the culture of the city council. When I was first, the first year I was on council, uh, John Bartley was mayor, Joe Weaver, Miguel was elected the same year I was, uh, Nahara, and um, Gina Noble was on the council. So, I mean, it's totally different changes, uh, you know, Gina then was mayor, and that's when I became vice mayor. Um, it, it just, the culture changes, and which has been, both of those were good councils, and now that um, we've had, I'd say, much more stability, yeah. and um, it's, it's a whole different council. Mm -hmm. But get, figuring that out, too, and how the, you know, we are really um, constrained not to talk to each other. Right. And even though we all really like each other, it's it's hard to it's hard to figure out how to work together if you can't talk to each other except in public. Especially if that's the primary relationship you have with one of the other council persons is sitting on the council. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's that's your world when you want to have a discussion, but really your hands are pretty much tied because of everything y'all do is for the public. Right, and in the public. So yeah. you're negotiating, you're trying to come to consensus, and you're doing it on a stage. And the really nice thing about the council we have now is that I think we've come to a point where we can, we mm -hmm. are able to disagree publicly yes. and, and discuss it. Mm -hmm in a, in a um, respectful way. I think so, too. I, I think that is one of the hallmarks of if the entire time you've been on council is that it is very cordial and very mm -hmm. respectful mm -hmm. and... Um, and Professional. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wonder, you know, with you being a professional counselor, if you um, bring those skills with you when you're sitting at the, on the horseshoe. I definitely try to. Shay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I've done a lot of different jobs in my life. I was originally a hygienist. Um, then I got a master's in uh, religious education. I was director of religious education, and then I got my. Um, then I went back to school after Rick died and got my PhD when I was fifty, and so I've been a licensed psychologist since then. And. But all all the pieces fit together with my mm -hmm. personality, yeah. And um, I I think that my probably my one defining word is um, I'm a connector, mm -hmm. and not so much a doer, more of a connector. And you know I think of dental hygiene is a definitely connecting people with their mouth health, mm -hmm. <laughs> with their life. Right. I mean it it was the whole time trying to figure out how to, you know, what's going to catch this person and make them excited about flossing and brushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, religious education, that director job was connecting people with their religion, mm -hmm. and um, then psychology is connecting people with their soul, I think. Um, and so city council is connecting again in a different way. Um, trying to connect um, ideas, futures, um, water with this, roads with... Yeah, all the policies <laughs> with people's lives. Yeah, and, and you know, how do you, how do you make 
um, wastewater connect with people's ideas of, you know, why we have to pay this or that or... Or why should we even care, even at some level, Yeah, about it? Absolutely. And stormwater is another one, a good example. We had just a presentation um, recently, and stormwater is something, okay, it rains and it runs off somewhere. And that's just about the extent of the care and concern, or the attention even, that our citizens pay for it. But the city and the council have an obligation so much greater than that. So so I do try to you know bring who I am to the um, I'm probably more outspoken as a counselor, a city counselor than I ever was as a psychologist. Some people would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have to uh you've got your limited amount of time to address any one subject. So you do have to say what you need to say when that subject is up there. So I think that's really important um, and because you, you don't have just unlimited time to set and um, you know try to, to get a consensus or to understand everything. I mean, you, you do have to move quickly, so you have to say what you're thinking or ask a hard question. So um, it, it requires a lot of skills. How did you find managing your full-time professional job with public service? Um, that's that's a really good question because I do think it, it's a problem. It, I mean, it narrows the number of people who can do it, right? Who are who can manage it? I mean, I had my own business. Um, I, you know, in um, two thousand nine, I started. Um, helping create Oak Creek um, mm -hmm. co-housing community right. and that ate my lunch. I was working four days a week then I had to cut out a whole day to do that so I was so when I got city council I was already down to three days so I had enough um, spare time to be able to do meetings or whatever needed to be done. You know people always ask, you know, how much time do you spend? I mean, you can spend as much time as you want to, which mm -hmm. is good and bad. Right. Um, you have to have to kind of keep boundaries on uh, not getting too far into the weeds. Um, sometimes there's a ton of reading. Um, it, of course, I spent probably spent more time reading in the beginning just trying to get the language and um, Feel your way through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know now I've, I've you know how how many times do you have to ask? Are we going to bury the utilities? <laughs> you know, I'd, before you know that you're not. So it's mostly the extra little meetings. That's how I did it. I mean, I don't know how Will, John, Amy, Elaine all have full time jobs. Yeah, because it is it is it a is. lot of subjects that you got to learn about, and then the time commitment and the uh, emails and the, the phone yeah. calls and yeah, it's mm -hmm. that public interaction that you still need to maintain. Yeah, and you know we've had some pretty hot topics this um, year, and you know to to answer two hundred and fifty emails in three or four days, um, it takes a lot of time. It's it's a lot, and I'm sure it wears on you as an individual. And and I think it's so crucial. I really am committed to answering every email, um, unless it's disrespectful. 
during your time on council, did you find yourself evolving uh, maybe on a subject matter that you were so sure of when you maybe stepped into the role? And now that you're leaving, maybe you've, you've evolved in your thinking of it? Well, I probably the biggest thing that I came into city council with was just um, no understanding of what the city did. Okay. So you had a and, large learning curve just uh, well, from the I mean, it doesn't take beginning. too long to recognize mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I mean, I think I'm like most citizens, you know, mm -hmm. the, I drive down streets, the street lights come on, I turn on the water, it comes out of the faucet, right. lights are on and off. Um, I don't, you know, I go to the library, I know it's the city library, but, you know, I don't know how it all fits together. Mm -hmm. And I have huge expectations for Stillwater as a city. And I, I always have had high expectations. I think we, um, we're a fabulous city. We have so much potential. And people are great. We are university town. It's just the right size. It's just far enough away from every place else. I just think we could just be like way up here. And why doesn't the city fix these sidewalks? Why doesn't the city, city have this Kamioka Trail done. Why doesn't the city do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we bury the electric right. utilities? And then, you know, our, our parks, you know, you mow them every week, you know, keep them, do some landscaping. And, and so I, I have really high expectations. And then I think it was not too long that I realized that no, absolutely, we do not have that ability. We do not have that kind of money. I mean, who knows how much money we have? Nobody, I mean, you just have money. You're the city. Right. <laughs> um, that balancing the budget thing. Yeah. 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 If you didn't have to do that. Yeah, or if you could just, you know, print it in the back. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so the more the concentration of, I mean, I now I come, have my greatest evolution in thinking, I think, is that the city absolutely must do what only they can do for the citizens. Mm -hmm. And they need to do it really well. Yeah. And, and my theme of connecting, they should be able to enable the citizens to do what they can do. Yeah. In other words, uh, let me think of a good example. Well, I, this isn't the the best example, but just doing the grant, the um, sleep at night grant <laughs> that I, yes. mm -hmm. um, the, assistance. the city got the money, but we, we, it would have eaten up your time to be going through those hundreds of applications and doing that and the 1099s and communicating with whoever needed to be communicated with. So being able to find another organization and enable them to do what needs to be done. Yeah, finding the partnerships, uh, because it is, it is the partnerships that makes the community stronger. And everyone uh, helping and understanding what, what our resources are and what, uh, and what they can do is, is how we move forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and some uh, of our public-private um, yeah. Uh, partnerships are a good example of that. You know, Lake McMurtry Friends couldn't get their $240,000 grant unless we endorsed them, did the, did the small part. So 
you know, enabling them to, to do what they can do better than the city can. I, I love the, the focus on government can only do what government can do. We really do need to encourage and inspire, not just encourage or allow, but inspire the private citizen or the, pub, the private partner to, to do the things that they can do that is not necessarily within government's wheelhouse. Right. And, you know, it takes a huge um, uh, commitment of council, administration, staff to know the city, to know the people, to be, you know, to know who to think about when you need, you know, when yeah, it's making those connections. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've, I've got another on that about what you were thinking mm -hmm. and thought process coming on to council and how it has morphed and changed and and you have grown in your understanding and knowledge of government local government what about what you hoped to accomplish when you came on and then has that changed have you accomplished some of those specific things and then what are you going to be most proud of you know I didn't have a specific agenda when I came on council, um, I knew I just, I knew I just wanted to do it <laughs> to serve. Um, so I, so I can't say that there was something that I really wanted to get done. I, you know, before I was on council, I was um, came to the form-based code. I was on uh, Jason Peake's um, transportation mm -hmm. um, committee. I really. Um, I'm really sad that seven years later, those are not like flying. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so that's a disappointment. Um, things that I had no idea that I would be able to do would be probably the um, um, the ability that I had by pure miracle and synchronicity again uh, to help get Grand Lake Mental Health Center here, um, and that. That was, um, I mean, you know, a person who knew that I was interested in that happened to know a friend who happened to know the deputy superintendent or commissioner, rather. And uh, so, I mean, it, it was just... That was a huge accomplishment. Well, I'm, I am very... I, I don't like to take credit for that because I was just happened to be the right person mm -hmm. at the at, right place. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> at the right time too, mm -hmm. and and willing to take the, you know, being aware of what was going on and willing to say, you know, I can push this. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so that is I, I know that that is um, something that will continue to um, that agency will continue to improve um, the life of our citizens. And. It's a, it's a benefit, yes, absolutely, directly to our citizens and their clients that they have there. It's a benefit to the city having them here, even from a financial and a staffing standpoint, and the wear and tear and strain on our police force. Well, that, you know, that's, is, uh, that's, that's how I kind of got one of the pieces that I put together. You know, Norman saying, it costs us this much money 
just a transport. And, you know, of course I was like, it doesn't matter how much money it costs. That is so disrespectful. These are people who are ill. You wouldn't take somebody with a broken arm and put them in the back of a police car in shackles to, that's probably one of my soapboxes. Mental health is, is actually, it's health that we have too long called mental health. It is health. And being able to recognize uh, because you're right, you're a connector. Someone else could have heard that, but not made all of the dots connect. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, you, that's something you do extremely well. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad you championed that for the benefit of our citizens and the city. Um, I wish that we had more champions that would step up and take, just like Sherry said, when they hear something and it resonates with them, don't just think, well, somebody else can handle it, or I may not be the right person. Every topic needs a champion. Not every champion can be city staff or a city councilor either. So we need those champions out there for to make us as good as we really can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last year was a difficult year, and I guess we're still in the middle of a difficult year. <laughs> still the um, year. Uh, did that, um, having such an unexpected pandemic and everything having to shift on a dime, was that difficult as a councilor? Um. You know, it was, um, if you might have asked me last April or May, Mm -hmm. um, there were some very difficult days. However, I I do think that um, we were were so lucky (laughs) to have Will as the mayor and to have as cohesive a council as we have because we, uh, we didn't have to spend any time dickering about science Mm -hmm. and, um, we stepped out early. I'm, I was very proud of us for, um, we actually were the first to do the, to the mask mandate, although because of first and second readings, whatever. But um, I just I was really proud of what we did. And, you know, a lot, we got a ton, a ton of people have said thank you. Thank you for making hard decisions. If you're basing your stuff on science it's not that hard of a decision and um, you know I, I mean personally I'm really disappointed that my last year on council has been consumed by the pandemic because we were really like as a city like right here yes and I thought this is going to be so great to go out on this high and um, I'm not. I mean, the city's on pause. You're right. It's unfortunate. I think, um, I hope that um, with your legacy of being on the council, with what you and this council have been able to accomplish and previous councils, even though the pandemic hit, y'all have shown whomever is in your seat next that we can come together and we can make these hard decisions. We can allocate resources from one place that government really should be doing to a place that it's just the right thing to do now. Mm-hmm. It may not be government's sole role, but it's the right thing to do right. for our community. And I think that will speak volumes and carry forward with this next council and the future ones to come because it's, it's resonated with staff and it's left you know, us saying, 
rah, rah, we can do this. Mm -hmm. We can move forward and carry forward. So that's that's a great benefit that you will be leaving. That's a high, it is I think, high. that you'll be leaving out on that high. I appreciate that. I Again, it's the, it's the synergy of the group. I, I, I think this is also, I mean, I, I, when I first ran, I told myself that I would run, stay for two terms. And so it's just lucky. This is a great time to leave because of the stability of the other four. And I know that, you know, that could be changing in a year um, or less. Um, we never know. But um, it, a good time to, for a new person to come in and have a year of, of that kind of um, easing in. So what would you say to the person who's going to be filling your seat on council? I would say um, listen, be yourself, ask the questions that you need to know or that you talk to your neighbors and they ask you and enjoy yourself. Enjoy every minute of it. It's, it's I mean, I've, I've told people, I mean, you probably don't, don't even want to hear this. I would, I would stay on city council the rest of my life. I really like doing it, but, and it is absolutely time for um, fresh face, fresh brain cells, and I have other things that I'm already doing. And you can always come back and run again. Yeah. So it's not over. I know. I could, uh, let's see, I could do eight more years. There you go. Yeah. Well, Sit out for a year and do yeah. eight more. Yeah, see? right. Well, we have so enjoyed having you on council. I think, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're very wise. You ask really good questions. You always do your homework. So this, the community is very fortunate to have somebody who took the role very seriously. But as you said, you enjoyed it and you liked learning. And I think that always comes through every time uh, you're, on, you're on the horseshoe. I think it shines. Well, thank you very much. It is great fun. I mean, everybody should take the opportunity. I, I think a lot of people would do it, but they're a little intimidated just by the, the learning curve or in the amount of time. But I do think everybody would benefit from, uh, you know, serving in some capacity, whether or not it's this counselor or on one of the boards or a, a task force or something, because I think everybody... I think after they do it, they come away realizing maybe they didn't know as much as they thought they did, or they do have something to contribute and that mm -hmm. it's valuable. Well, I think that was the um, the major um, takeaway from the uh, recycling task force. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean I've I know several of the men on on that um, task force. They loved it. They said they never learned so much. They it was just really well done and yeah. And just focus on one topic. Like uh, I think the people who serve on the library board, which you've done as well, uh, if they've not worked in a library or really didn't understand what a library did, but you serve on that board, you walk away with a very different feeling of what that service is, how it serves the community, mm -hmm. and I think most people that do that board walk away different as well. I think, uh, I, I, I'm not sure that people are, are put off by the amount of work because you can't know how much work mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's the campaigning. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, although, um, yeah, I, I think when I've, the people that I've talked to who are running now, mm -hmm. who whom I've encouraged are like, you know, I really want to do it, but I, do I really have to campaign? Do I really have to buy signs? And mm -hmm. it's so important for us to have elections. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that we have 
um, seven campaigning, but I, I'm just really excited that we have that many people um, interested in, in the seat. But it's important for other citizens to see signs and to see forums and, oh yeah, there is a city council. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think doing uh, the Zoom meetings where people can listen from their couch has, because the, the uh, viewership of those is more than how many people would show up in person. So, you know, this technology is changing our government as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being our guest sure. and for serving as our counselor and vice mayor for so many years. Uh, I think you've had a great impact on the community and on the staff as well. So uh, you will be missed every Monday night. Thank you. <laughs> if you're on Zoom, I'll be... You'll be one of the people. <laughs> You'll be signed in to watch yeah. and listen. Well, and sign up for a public comment. So <coughs> I could do that. All right. Well, thank you so much again, and we wish you the best in your next endeavor. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned for our next podcast. If you have a question for us, email news at stillwater.org, and on the next podcast, we'll answer a few. You can find FYI Stillwater on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you enjoy your podcasts. <laughs>